All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. You guys forget about that because we didn't. Uh, I kind of did. I had to ask you. I was like, "What was that name we came up with?" It was it was zany, over the top. <laughs> the zany job. Uh, no, yeah, we, I feel like we need zany. like a a movie intro. Yeah, for that, you know, like a, a classic radio. Like, welcome to the cod job. It's me, Cole. <laughs> it's me, Jordan. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what we're here for, not to make those silly radio noises. But It was, it was fun, though. I can see why they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're here to talk about L.A. Thieves opening weekend. Remember, it's CDL 2023 season in 2022. <laughs> we cannot contain our excitement over this. Jordan, have you got a beverage with you tonight? I haven't. Uh, no ASMR moment from me tonight. I have uh, prejuvenated. Bro, uh, I think you just coined their is that new how it term. Works? Is that how we were prejuvenated tonight? Sorry to rip it, but I mean that makes a lot of sense. Actually, so you rejuvenate after you've dejuvenated. Yeah. You're prejuvenating, <laughs> right? That I mean, I'm tracking with Feels what right. I said myself. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, this will probably be a, sh- a shorter pod, kind of like the one we did last week. Hmm. Um, and we're just going to go over a few impressions from uh, the two games that we played this weekend, as well as just kind of what we're feeling about the game itself. So you guys know, Jordan and I hated Cold War so much. Hmm. And then Vanguard was an improvement, but it still didn't feel quite right. And so we've been anxiously awaiting if Modern Warfare 2, the successor to our favorite Call of Duty <laughs> Uh, the Modern Warfare 2019 would be as good, so don't go anywhere. Yes. We'll talk about that Stay as well. Um, and when, then we've got some listener questions as well that we'll get to. So yeah, should be you know just think of it as a mini hundred talk, but under the COD job banner. Yep. That's yep. I think what we're what we're going for this time. So um, shout out Oak Boy, shout out John Robinson in chat. Just wanted to mention that before we get going right officially. Up. Run it up. Oh, I still have that on the board, I believe. Is this the right one? No? You know I can't ever hear these things. It didn't even do it. Actually, it didn't trigger it, so I guess I don't have it on the board. Um, I'm too rusty. NA production. Yeah. SMH, Cole. SMH. Uh, Feels good to see the boys back on the rift again. The rift. rift. (laughs) Call of Duty. The Call of Duty. The the Howling... uh, What's the name? Uh, the Howling Asilo or whatever yeah. that one map's called? Yeah. I don't know. What's that um, hotel called? Beer Beer Hutton. <laughs> Is that an Elgato Lori right there? That one's for uh, free. Yeah. Before we jump in, should we answer this question from John Robinson in chat? He says, Real question Are you also thinking about doing a Valorant pod? Uh, about w- it. Well, 
Do you remember our Valorant pod? The funniest thing about this, I mentioned this on stream. The last episode of Fast Peak last week that's available is titled 100T Valorant is back and so are we. And then we went on a six-month hiatus immediately. Uh, Basically, what what had happened was (laughs) so so many 100 Thieves esports to watch, so little time in the life of a dad. So uh, we had to kind of pick and choose. And I, I would love to do more Valorant, and I think we will, mm-hmm. um, just not super regularly. That's probably what we're, um, where we're going to land. But we'll see. I, Hopefully we can fit in as much as possible. Because Fast Week last week is actually a super fun show to do. Yeah. And it's fast. Mm-hmm. The name, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a quick show. It's kind of like this, but with structure that's designed to keep it fast instead of just us yeah. having fewer topics. Um, <laughs> the thing that is, was a, a big challenge last year with Valorant is that we didn't really have a consistent schedule. So it'd be like, okay, big, big uh, events yeah. to react to and talk about. And then if, if you don't end up qualifying for something, it's like, and a major downtime. And then we're back. Right. And now it's, well, we didn't make it, but we have last chance or we did make it and there's no last chance. You know, so it's like these huge And you gaps. wait three months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe the um, favorite system that Riot's put in place will make it easier for us to have a consistent schedule. That would probably make it more feasible to do more than every six months. And, you know, midweek League of Legends, that may open up some opportunities you as well. sit down and pull out the old day books. What do they call those in the old times? The, your planner. Planner. Guide. <laughs> Did Your planner daybook. Daybook. I like daybook. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ron also said, but what happens when we have three likable and championship quality rosters? Yeah, I mean, and see last do you year. Leak the LCS <laughs> roster right now. Is that what you're suggesting? Hmm. Mm. Hmm. We know the other two rosters. We kind of ran into it though, right? It was it was Valorant Masters. What was it? The big one called at the end. They were champ champions. Champions tour. Biggest winners. And then we had COD champs, and then we had worlds all hidden yeah. at about that same window. So it's tough. It's tough out here for dads. So it's a lot. Yeah. It's I mean, lot. it's a great problem to have. We're happy. We just ended up yeah. watching a lot more than we did talking, which worked, yeah. worked for us. So long answer short, yeah, we're going to be doing some Valorant, just yeah. probably with not, without the frequency that we would like to do it. I think... League of Legends is our lifeblood, for better or for worse. We'll Wait, probably always be committed to that. I just realized, why don't we just do, we just trans, transition our entire show to TikTok. We can do three TikToks a week. CDL, Valorant, League. There it is. We spend an eighth of the time, a, a million times the views. There it is, Cole. We get Shynuck as a consultant on it. To help. I'm sure who that is, but probably... Start with Dave that. Dave our LCS friend. Oh, I I feel like I haven't heard his name pronounced. His name sometime. pronounced. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah. Anyway, um, so Call of Duty League happened this weekend. We played not the Paris Legion anymore, mm-hmm. but the Vegas Legion. Same brand, same doo doo team. <laughs> we we did look we had a bad snd can we get that out of the way we lost 6-2 in the snd and it did not look particularly effective it didn't look particularly good in the fortress map um but i thought other than that we were pretty solid 
couple of hard points to, you know, both went by about 50 points each. Um, I think I felt like people were a little worried slash alarmed that our hard points were closer. Maybe the three Oh control is like, Hey, yeah, we're back to our old tricks here. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I saw, I saw some sentiment that we should be beating them on the hard points by more than we did. How do you feel about that? 50 point victory is not a close game, but it's not a blowout victory either. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, look, this will be kind of the theme, but it's early. Uh, it's a new title. And I think, you know, rushing to any kind of major alert mode at this point is it's, it's a premature. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not overly worried about like a close, especially if it's like a close uh, game, but we still get the win, right? Um, it's It feels to me like, you know, some of those um, really good playoff NBA teams mm-hmm. where it's even if it's close, it's always under control. And that's that's how it feels to me to watch us against Vegas. It was like, you know, I think like especially the first hard point, I think we got down by like 60 points right away or something. Yeah. A um, couple back to back hills that didn't go well. But it just seems like the boys have confidence to not let it rattle them. Mm-hmm. And maybe that comes from winning the championship. Maybe it comes from running back the roster. Um, it is interesting to find that in a brand new title. But that's the vibe I was getting here. It's like, eh, yeah, we got this. And that's that. If there is one thing that I want to see early, it's that. Yeah, it's you know just feeling confident and no panic mode in the team. And that's that's what I sensed, um, especially during those hard point maps. Of course, it was a little irrelevant during the control, where we just smashed them right. and embarrassed them. <laughs> uh, that has been historically what we've done to a lot of teams when it comes to the control mode, especially since the back half, the back nine of the previous CDL season going into this one. Um, SND was a little wonky though. Yeah. So one of the things we talked about before was that when Shane came over to the team Mm -hmm. in the summer last year, SND seemed to be one of the main focuses of, of what he cleaned up. Um, I, so because of that, I don't see a bad loss to Vegas here as like, uh, I don't know, as a big deal. I mean, we, we lost kind of decisively to, to phase as well in the second S and D that we played, Yeah, but it's like, it just feels like we've got this in good hands. So is it, I, I bet we pick maps and kind of develop them along the way. You know, and so I'm interested to see like early on, we'll probably have one or two maps that we're better at. Mm -hmm. And maybe the fortress just isn't one of those. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's I. So being just one weekend in, like the only thing I'm doing is thinking about kind of the the macro of this entire team's arc, which is kind of a fun thing to get. We got to do this with League, right? Where we we ran back the same roster and it wasn't the question wasn't like, maybe this player is just not that good of a fit. Like we know, <laughs> we know that all these players are a good fit. Now, obviously there's going to be adjustments with a new title and um, people change over time, right? So you can't just assume that you're good, you get to face roll it back to another champs run. Um, but yeah, think about last season, right? Like it came to be that there were certain maps that we didn't lose kind of no matter what. And, um, and 
over the course of this this roster this roster there have been modes that we were bad at that we somehow <laughs> flipped and became either very good at or even like i think at one point we had like best in league stats at um mm -hmm. and so there's been a couple of different times where we've taken what was considered a weakness and worked on it and got it to the point where, and then by the time we were in champs, honestly, it just didn't look like we could mess anything up. Like we were, mm -hmm. we were so dominant. Um, so, you know, like I don't, ex we shouldn't expect that. But if we, if we are looking a little flat in S and D's, I'm not at all concerned where I'd say that's going to be our Achilles heel, you know, it, it doesn't matter. We're going to lose more matches than we win if we can't ever win an S&D map. I just think that for right now, it's kind of more interesting just to see like where are the fine tunings that we need to do. Yeah. Uh, because you can have confidence that we're going to do that because we have a couple times now. Right. Um, and going up against FaZe early on in the season also is a nice little like benchmark point for us because... Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, I think FaZe is going to be one of the top teams again. They are largely the same. They switched out our cities for Slasher, yeah, uh, which is an interesting move. I actually, even though I love Slasher, I'm not as confident that that's going to be a good thing for them. But still, on the strength of um, Celium and Simp, who I think are two of the best in the game, uh, though Simp had a little bit of a rough go against us, um, I think those guys are just so good that, you know, FaZe should be right a perennial contender as far as the 2023 season is concerned so we get to benchmark ourselves against them and and what was the result it was a very close yeah. match like very close two to three loss and honestly if control goes different for about one second we <laughs> three won them yeah. you know so yeah. i mean there it's hard it's hard for me to look at this weekend and be like yeah this, you know, there are some definite things to right, work on. Right. I'm with you in the camp of like, we just kind of sit back mm -hmm. and see what we're good at, what we're bad at, what adjust adjustments we need to make, what rhythm we need to find or whatever. But from the jump, it seems like we're, we're reasonably put together here. Yeah. Now, I think the, one of the interesting indicators of this is when you look at our KD versus our... um are I guess like game scores or mm. objective scores or whatever, right? Uh, because um, KD wise, we're not doing very well. I would say, like against Phase, yeah. Kenny uh, minus point eight two, Envoy minus point eight five, Draza minus point eight six, right? And Octane is slightly positive at one point oh four, right? Mm. So we've got one guy barely positive. Everybody else is fairly negative yeah. and and they're like the flip side right like Celium was a 1.52 wow. kd right yeah abizi 1.1 slasher 1.15 simp like i said he didn't have a good outing against us probably because he's in his own head being a little <laughs> child about snaking while he's watching Celium snake like i've never seen anyone snake before <laughs> during that match and trying to like call out draza Goodness gracious, what a child. I hope he gets over it, man. I really want to root for that guy, and I am not feeling it right now. Anyway, enjoy your .86. Um, but still, the, the match was very, very close. Like, even against Vegas, um, KD-wise, we weren't super dominant. It was, you know, Kenny and Draza were like 1.13, 1.18, respectively. 
and Octane's Envoy slightly negative. They were slightly negative all across the board. So it's like we're not gun-wise, you know, kill-wise popping off like crazy yet. Yeah. We smashed Vegas in the games mm-hmm. and we kept it really tight with with FaZe. Like I said, it was very close to being a 3 to 1 match win. Yeah. For us. It ended up being a 2 to 3 loss. And and that is very interesting to me because it's like we are playing the game and the strategy pretty well. Yeah. Obviously, we're not doing anything, everything perfect. Some of the hard point rotations are late or bad or whatever. But like for the most part, I think when you do that well in the game while not getting so many kills, there's a play style advantage that you have that's likely coming from big brain stuff and just confidence in your team, rhythm, right. all that. Right. So I think that's like a huge positive, you know, and not to read too much into that after two games in one weekend, you know, right. Uh, not even in a LAN, right. Right. (laughs) This is is an online match, but I'm just like looking for early, like signs of something. I think that's pretty encouraging. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, I noticed a similar thing and look, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't watch other teams when it comes to CDL. Like I'm a homer. And I, I watch our guys, and that's pretty much it. You know, much less LCS, I'll usually watch, I'll tune in to watch at least one other, two other yeah. matches. Right, um, right. So I'm not going to have the best read on how other teams are doing, how they're looking. But I will tell you, I noticed a, a repeat or uh, recurring theme with this team, this, this uh, roster going into this year. It does feel like in different maps, we have people popping off at different times. Like... Mm-hmm. And I, I've yeah, always thought, one of the other things you look for, right? Yeah. yeah, I've always thought that's one of our strengths is that we we legitimately have four people who can carry a map on any given map, and that doesn't mean that they're all four carrying every map. Um, but you you will routinely have at least one guy who is like yeah. close to double positive on a map, like that dude <laughs> is cooking. Um, so that's good, and I, I feel like that's. Like even if we're not all consistently hitting um, at the highest points we can, you got to have that that player who is ready to pick up at any given time. And I think that's still there. Like so, I, it's I it's confidence. crazy that we have four options like that. I think yeah. that's a good observation. I think most people looking at the roster are going to expect Kenny and Octane to be able to do that from yeah. time to time, um, but they may not have the same expectations of Envoy and Draza. Mm-hmm. I think Draza draws a lot of personal hate you know, based on his, you know, social interactions with people with Simp's little crybaby mode and with people complaining against um his girlfriend, right? During the during uh champs or was it New York? I can't even remember. Yeah. In in any case, he draws like some unnecessary hate for that. But, you know, we've seen him go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And get things done. And Envoy, we saw Envoy like single handedly win us maps mm-hmm. down the stretch. Yeah. In, like in in, during big champs. games. Yeah. Yeah, it, so it's like Envoy is one of those guys who just doesn't seem to like ever really go away. You'd think maybe we're not going to expect too much out of him, but he will have that map where it just brings us back from the brink. All, all four options yep. can do that. You're right, and and that's not a luxury that many teams have. Yeah. Um. So it's it's yeah it's it's going to be hard to say because it's it's not like. I feel like no one on our team is going to be like a like a league MVP favorite. Yeah. Right. But everyone is capable of having an MVP caliber map or match. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's a huge strength for us. And I think that was really one of right. the things that 
kind of allowed us to cruise in some of the even the late game late season matches um just like it's really hard to plan for a team where you have four weapons mm -hmm. and the yeah. flexibility too like our players have switched roles they've transitioned between weapons really effectively so even if like as the meta gets settled i'm less concerned like we might make a change that just fully unleashes somebody you know like we've seen that happen too yeah. so yeah this is a very much like we're gonna be fine kind of season for us like maybe more so than any other hunters esports <laughs> season yeah i felt like geez these guys are gonna be fine yeah let's just see you know let's just wait to get further into it and see what happens um the game itself this is our first look at pro play you know officially what are you how are you how are you sensing like this game's gonna go what do you think about like the feel of it um we know time to kill has has been pretty quick yeah in general but maybe the movement and play itself has not. I don't know. What are you what are you seeing when you watch the game and, and what conclusions are you drawing, especially compared to Vanguard? Yeah. Um so I'm on record as saying that Modern Warfare was my favorite of the kind of the most I guess the titles since then. I didn't I didn't really I wasn't in super closely with COD for a little bit there um before Modern Warfare. Favorite to play, least favorite to watch. Personally, I am not feeling super confident that this game is going to grip me like some of the other titles have. Mm -hmm. It might be that we've we've ruined. I'll speak for myself. It might be that I've ruined myself by getting back into competitive COD, or at least kind of getting into it with us for the first time um, on Black Ops Two. Wait, Black Ops Four. Four. Uh, Black Ops mm -hmm. Four. And because that was just such a fun and dynamic competitive title, like yeah, goodness, it, it was. It was so different, so fun, and like I f it felt like th there was a, a much bigger sense of player identity. So it was really easy to get to know and follow and identify what the different players were going to be doing. Um, I'm not getting that vibe from this game. I just got to say, like Time to Kill is so fast. Um, even with having you know having the trophies, it still feels like you are just so rapidly flipping between alive and dead and where you're spawning and where the action is that um and fully admit i am not like a a, a big competitive cod guy so I, there will be players who don't have as much of a hard time with this as or and just viewers who don't have as much of a hard time as i do um i think i'm going to struggle with this title and there's a part two to this that i'll wait for and let you react but that's you know, this is week one, and I'm kind of like, all right, this is a this is a different viewing experience than some of the other CDL stuff we've seen or or COD World League at least. I will say that I agree with you about Black Ops Four. I thought that was such a fun one to spectate. Like, mm -hmm. I I just it was so much fun to watch that. I there the abilities were great. Um, the combat felt fast and good, and and just knowing what's happening in the game seemed a little easier, but I am surprised how much I did like this, especially because there is a bit of, I, I mean, I know you're, you're talking about time to kill being so fast, which it is, but at the same time, the way they're playing is a little bit slower than I expected, especially ARs. Mm -hmm. um, 
Time to Kill being fast, I think, is ultimately a good thing with viewership because it allows for pop-off plays in a high in a higher degree. Like, you know, think of someone flying around clearing a room unexpectedly. You know, that's much more of a reality with this fast time to kill. Um, yet you see a lot of like prone and crawling and like, you know, yeah. just kind of waiting with ARs out. And I think that's kind of interesting because it does feel like there is a there's a different gear the game hits on objective modes where, you know, time is an issue. Right. Um, versus when, you know, you're just playing like a, a hard point and not saying time is never an issue in hard point. Right. But it's just like constant respawn, whatever it, it it's played differently. And that's kind of cool for me. Um, I do like the, the variance in the pacing. Um, but part of me misses just seeing nonstop, like flying around. so i don't know uh ability wise there's nothing like spectacular for movement or um kill streaks you know that that kind of make things unbelievable like there's no like grav slam right Right. i think grav slam was one of the most fun things yep about black ops 4 so uh there's that but i i honestly i am warmer to how the game plays than i thought i would be Mm. it's early time will tell but um I, th- I think it's going to be okay. I don't think it's going to be Modern Warfare 2019 to spectate. I also don't think it's going to be Black Ops 4. Right, right. You said you had more to say. Yeah, and I guess that's the second part for me is um, this is a two-year title. Like, there's, there, there we're kind of in uncharted territory here so far as... Mm-hmm. Um, and and here's, here's the thing that I think of when I hear that. Um, The CDL doesn't have a great, so they have kept their experience fresh by just pressing restart <laughs> once a year. You didn't like that one? How about this one? You know, you did, <laughs> well, you, you, that wasn't quite your thing. What about this game that is branded the same, but maybe a completely different engine, right? Um, so my, I guess my concern is they don't really have as much of a uh, experience keeping something fresh without having a new thing altogether. So how like it travel through time with me, Cole. Well, it's a year and a half from now. It's summer 2023. No, 2024. We're reigning champs again. We're reigning champs again. We're and and we're still playing the same modes on the same maps. You cannot tell me that people wouldn't be bored of that. I think they're going to have new maps. Okay, new maps. They have to, that is the one thing they have to do. They have to if do they do maps. not have a new set of maps, it's a massive problem. But yeah, I, yes, yes, 100%. But here's the thing, like, there are plenty of games that, like, Summoner's Rift has been Summoner's Rift since League came out. They release mm-hmm. multiple new champs in a year. They also do a pretty, like, they do big. In a week. <laughs> yeah. They do big changes between, right? That fundamentally change the way the game is played. I think without, I mean, I feel like Activision is slow to even balance guns, right? Um, so it feels to me like the, the risk, there's a risk here, and it's that they don't do enough to keep this feeling like a fresh experience. Like, I think they kind of got to try some stuff. And what if they go fully the other way and like Fortnite event it? 
<laughs> you know? And so well, suddenly it's like, oh, well, this is the dead mouse major. And he's going to do his DJ set in the middle of the map while you're trying to kill everybody. Right. I, that, that would be an idea. They could try that. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, we're not, there are no operators. You can't do operators in this game. The only things you can change are the map and the kill streaks. And, but it's like everybody just GAs those out anyway. So, yeah, I think we're going to, it's going to be like how many months of M4 versus whatever else is in at the moment accepted to be the gun are we going to get before people are like wow i i like this point though made by crockpot in chat he says league doesn't use new maps csgo doesn't as well csgo especially you think about that it's the same dang game csgo is the counterpoint league is doesn't count because everything else changes but csgo is an interesting one i think I think the thing is you also just have to like, there's like a, a there's like a meta meta mm-hmm. set by the fans, right? What they're used to, what they expect and they expect the change. They expect the new maps. They expect things to be different every year and measuring against that expectation makes the game inherently different. CSGO is more strategic, more, you know, tactical, right? And you can do the same maps and have new strats or just have better execution. And it's still like, very dramatic and fun to watch. Maybe people are just more patient for it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Call of Duty is like, you know, gamer brain game. And you, it's like, yeah, gotta be new and fancy and fun and different or else yeah. it's bad, you know? Right. So I don't know. I, I could, I could see it going either way, but I, I think based on fan expectations, they gotta have new maps. That's, that's just the one thing I'm going to stand on for yeah. sure. What, what's your, what do you predict? Like, where do you, how do you think? So I, I recognize the numbers were great this weekend. Like they're starting on the right sure. foot, um, which is awesome. I love to see that. Where do you think things will be as we end near the end of Modern Warfare 2? Like 2024, mm-hmm. near the end of 2024. Well, I think at that point, um, even if we're on new maps, it'll feel so solved and static. Mm-hmm. We already saw that, you know, champs last year, it was pretty much the same map selections for people. And we kind of knew what everybody was doing. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think it will feel very solved at that point. Um, even with new maps. Right. So that could mean that it's more easy to predict which teams will do better. Uh, it could mean that, um, there's more of like a continuation of, storylines like stakes feel hot higher because you can't just write off game results for like, Oh, you know, this is a new map here or uh bug GA streak here, you know, like mm-hmm. what happened with Kami or whatever, you know, there's just stuff like that where it's where you can write off entire results based on the weirdness and the glitches and you know, whatever. Right. And that should be eliminated. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure which direction it goes in, but I do, I do lean towards it will feel stale because there's not as much complexity for this game on how it's played. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they have to solve. I mean, there's an upside to this, which is they're not pouring all the resources into what's the next COD game, right? Yeah. Uh, Or at least not right away. 
So hopefully that means that they can do. Some I mean, honestly, stuff. they should be working just as hard, right? Because the condition that they ship these games in is honestly <laughs> atrocious. And now that I work for a software developer, like I would be fired if we shipped something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just unjustifiable. So they clearly need to, to spend all the time working on the new one, right? In order to ship a game that has a heartbeat. But, um, yeah, I get what you're saying still. <laughs> Um, coming up this weekend, uh, we get group stage going on for major one in earnest. This was a uh, qualifier seating kind of thing, which actually yielded an interesting result because the standings are like not that stratified, you know, it's, it's like there, there were points at stake, but it's like, we landed in eighth place at one on one and one with a, an above 50%, um, game win mm. percentage, like map win. Right. Uh, but of course we lost the phase, so they have the nod up on us. I don't know why Ultra and LAG and Optic are ranked above us, but they are for whatever reason. Alphabet. I don't know. It just feels like what'd you say? Alphabet. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, yeah, it's not that. <laughs> anyway, I don't so I don't know what's going to the rankings, but it's it's like it's it's everybody is everywhere, you know. Um subliners are in twelfth, rockers at the top, Boston's near the top. Uh I it's it's just like who knows what we're going to get? And that's kind of exciting for us. So when mm -hmm. we go into group play this weekend, um, we are going to be playing uh, Mutineers on Saturday and then Optic on, uh, on the Sunday. Nice. So I feel it's impossible to draw <laughs> any sort of conclusions mm -hmm. about uh, what's going to happen in these games. Um, but, you know, we're, we're playing against the ninth seed and the fourth seed if you feel like deriving any meaning from the standings is optic i don't think because really they can. forfeited optic are fourth even with forfeiting mm -hmm. yep wow. so optic probably a pretty difficult opponent florida i feel like florida is actually going to be good this year hmm. so i i really don't know what we're gonna get other than a, a nice test to start things off and i think that's fine yeah like i'm not i'm not tripping on it yeah i mean um, I, I, going back I to see the bracket going back to where we ended the year last year like there's nobody that i'm afraid of you know mm -hmm. um but yeah. yeah at this point it feels like the the almost in a way getting some of that stiffer competition early will give us a better chance to kind of evaluate like have we lost a step do we need to mix things up is this new title taking longer to adjust to that kind of thing yep um, we did have some listener questions and stuff that I wanted to make sure we got to some of this stuff we've kind of talked about along the way, but, um, let's hit this. Um, I think we've got four here that we can go through, nice. uh, jobless Jack still in search of a job mm. after all this time. So <laughs> if anybody has any leads or LinkedIn connections, please hit jobless Jack. He asks, what do you think LAT needs to work on the most going into this next week in Raleigh? Personally, he he volunteers rotates on hard points adapting to the other team in S and D and control. Those are his uh, answers to that question for me. I'm like, I kind of think we're fine. <laughs> like, uh, the S and D is a little bit weird um, to me that, you know, we did, we did lose quite handily mm -hmm. to Vegas and the second time uh, through the S and D to phase. Uh, I was a little surprised by that, but I honestly, it didn't feel like there was much where I was like, okay, this was looking really bad. This is a clear point 
that we need to focus on. Plus it's small sample size anyway. Yeah. Um, so if I'm forced to like pick something, I guess I'm looking at SND. It feels like maybe our, our map knowledge is not as great for the maps that we've played so far in SND. So that's one thing I would volunteer if I you know had a gun to my head about it, but I really like, I don't feel like there's much, you know, in the way of that right now. Yeah. I was going to go the same way. Um, kind of in the same, not to give a disappointing answer, but no, well, you know, obviously for me, it's just, I think we need to accelerate our, our path that we talked about earlier, getting back to where we are a scary presence on the S and D scene. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm confident we can get there. I just think it's going to take time. So I would put in some extra reps after this last weekend to start getting in that direction. Um, LAT Intel asks, which LAT player's performance has surprised you from Vanguard to Modern Warfare 2 transition? So looking at where things were with Vanguard and what we predicted for this game so far, who on LA Thieves has been the most surprising? Hmm. Uh, okay so uh, so setting aside the fact that this is small sample size theater as we as we've pointed out already um i think like if i had to point to one thing it may be that i thought draza would would do a little more Mm. um because of i he seems to be someone who's motivated really like heavily by you know (laughs) the chip on the shoulder yep. and there's certainly been a lot of smoke in his direction at the same time, maybe because of the meta where M4 domination is happening, that shouldn't be as surprising, but maybe then my answer could be, I'm surprised that M4 is so <laughs> dominant and no one's done anything about that. I almost want to look at envoy, but at the same time, it's like, he's kind of where I thought he would be. Yeah. So I don't know. I get, I, again, force uh, force me to spit out an answer i think i'm gonna lean towards draza i just thought in the opening weekend we get just a, a tiny bit more um from him especially against phase like phase is kind of like the enemy for him yep right now uh it's simp you know and the snake master sell him <laughs> snake master. um i i have no idea if this is actually the case because i would need to go back and look at the numbers to really dig into this it felt to me like, um, I don't know. It didn't seem like Octane was beaming as many people as I thought he would. Am I wrong? Dude, that? he had that spot. He had, he spot. had the turret spot against Vegas. Okay. There, he was like, so trying. I must have missed that spot. He had just an insane <laughs> streak up there. I was like, oh my goodness, he's back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I uh I didn't catch every minute of every game, but it does feel like, I mean. That's especially with the M4 strong. Like I want to see. I, I expect that he'll continue to kind of um, assert himself in this meta. So that's what I'll be keeping an eye on uh, this weekend because we know he can do it. Um, Gen C in chat had a, a good answer for this that I'll just read because I wish I would have thought to say it. He says, "I was surprised Kenny struggled so much against Phase. The M4 meta should support him, and he was so good last year. But it's like watching him. Like I know, like." KD wise, it looked bad. I didn't feel like watching him. He was bad. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why um, yeah. he was lowest damage across that match. Uh, I don't know. He just did. I wasn't bothered by it, but 
Uh, it's at least a good, thoughtful answer. <laughs> um, Orion, I think that's how he said Orion uh, on Twitter asked, um, does the community, and so you viewers, fans, feel like we made the right decision retaining our whole roster into the new season? How is that unfolding as expected? Was phase a fluke? What's the vision moving forward? Um, the trouble with the question, in my opinion, is just how early it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to the, the point of like how it's unfolding and was phase a fluke and what's the vision moving forward, I think like too early to tell. The simple answer for me is you won champs. Yeah. I'm not really looking to make many changes, especially because Jordan, you pointed out earlier the way we won champs was ramping up. Yeah. It wasn't like we survived. <laughs> it was like we got better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And we went up like what was it? Is was it four oh on phase or five oh on phase? Yeah. I guess it was four oh because it's the best of nine, right? Yeah. It was like four oh and it was not even like a contest for the longest time. And that was in the championship. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I think like it's really hard for me to be like, yeah, break that thing up or make this one <laughs> tweak when it seems like it's all coming yep. together better and better along the way. So from my personal perspective, yeah, this is what I would do. Yeah, for sure. hundred um, percent. The first half of this question, we made the right decision, keeping it together. Yes. Um, and there are a couple of things that we should keep in mind. And these are lessons we've learned from the LCS team, right? Um, yeah. It took that team a while to, I feel like to get really used to the game. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a reason that everything clicked into place when it did. And it's not because they were just slacking off for the first three quarters of the season. And then they really, you know, started trying. Um, so I think with this team and this title, one, we shouldn't expect them to pick right up where they left off, nor do they need to. And two, you know, if we can do that same arc where we continue to just improve at the game, that actually bodes really well for us because this is going to be a long title. We talked about that too. So yeah, yeah just it's going to take a lot of time to figure it out. And the, and I think the other thing that that team taught us from last year um, is you cannot rush into a change with these guys. Cause if you did last year, you wouldn't have a ring now. And exactly. So you just have to, you have to just give them time. It would have been so easy to to abandon the ship. Yep. Right. On this roster. Like it was weird at the time. We we're like, they're keeping it together. Yeah. Okay. All right. And Deja was like, nope, this is what we're doing. These are the guys. Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna trust our staff. We're gonna trust our guys and look where it got us. So um I am cautious of the whole like, you know, how it worked out for our League of Legends team where um we didn't get back to that pinnacle. And for whatever reason, maybe just, you know, you introduce a little chaos like you needed to do something to <laughs> spice it up or whatever yeah sorry that's my terrible joker that was really good. but uh maybe you needed something like that to spark i there is a potential lesson there it, whether that translates into call of duty or not i don't know i don't think so it seems like the names that are big in call of duty have a lot of staying powder power mm-hmm. and we have pretty established names i mean draza is the least established name of any player we have and dude was uh, pretty nasty at times last year. So he's kind of fine on that as a name yeah. on our team. So, yeah. And the vision moving forward was the last part of the question. Um, I think the, I think it's going to be the exact same approach as last year of patience, 
and trust. And our coaches are going to fine tune specific modes and specific maps. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I think the vision is, is like trust and things will fall into place. Yep. Um, which isn't it nice to be fans of an org that has that kind of approach <laughs> instead of blowing it up at the first sign of trouble. Yep. It's kind of nice. Um, last question was from Sen. I guess this is more of a take. He said, skill wise, we look good. Every player had pop-off moments, so checkbox, because we, we definitely agree with that. Once we learn the maps, spawns, rotations, and create a playbook, we should be a dominant CDL team this year. And I know that gets a little bit of the copypasta vibe. We're like, they're a great team. All they need to work on is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> You know, where he's like, because once we learn the maps, spawns, <laughs> rotations, and create a playbook. But at the same time, everybody's kind of in that same boat. Yep. Brand new game, still figuring out. Spawns are still wonky. Mm -hmm. um, and... The, the thing is, it seems like our coaching staff and players are the kind of people who will do those things, oh, yeah. who will have the playbook, who will know the rotations. And, and like I said, we seem to be, from this small sample size, playing the game pretty well, even if losing our gunfights. Mm -hmm. Like we, we, we gained more out of the KDs that we produced. You know what I mean? It's like yep. more efficient. Um, with how we played. And, and that's, I think an excellent sign. Yeah. yeah and since adding, don't even sweat about S and D because Shane is a God. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what we, yeah. we learned last time. Right. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's like, I have full confidence that we'll, we'll get back to the point where we're dominant across a match. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch us get to that point. Yep. Um, okay. So, I guess we, we didn't predict. I mean, is it worth even predicting? Do you want to flip a coin on uh, Mutineers and Optic? Like, what are you thinking there? Um, I think we beat Mutineers. I think we lose to Optic because I still think we're working some things out. I think Optic's good, and I think they've got a lot to play for. So that's my coin flip prediction without much thought. I'm, I'm going to go the other direction, actually. Mm. I'm going to go the inverse of what you're there saying. You and the reason why is because that's just how things tend to work out. I predict <laughs> yeah. it, and it goes wrong. Ordinarily, I'd be in your boat. Um, and I like what the, I forget who it was that said, you know, Optic's going to be playing with a little bit of chip on their shoulder. Mm -hmm. That could be kind of what happened to the US in the first game of the World Cup, where it's like that creates like an adrenaline push early and then you kind of burn yourself out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's in play for Optic, where they may fry on Saturday and then just not be in the same space on Sunday. Could be. And yeah. I think the Mutineers are, are underrated. So it's early to say like where everybody is, but I, I, I feel like the Mutineers are going to be a good team. Um, so we will see how that progresses. So Jordan and I, one, one of us is going to be wrong for sure. And maybe both of us will be, right. we'll just have to wait and see. And then maybe I don't think John Robinson's listening anymore, but maybe if the roster for LCS still isn't out, we will be not talking to Jungle Juice again and, <laughs> and be doing more LA Thieves. Thank maybe goodness we'll do for CDL way. being here to, to yeah. help us fill the time. And maybe we can bring back fast um, talk trios. Mm. That's also an idea if we actually have people who want to do it and participate and play Warzone with us as we go over your takes and and questions and as long as you survive then the conversation survives and if you die and we die guess what we're going to the next call that's right it's a really fun show but we need a lot of um, participation to be able to pull it off so yep. you guys will just let us know talk trios so much for you 
but either way there will be more cdl talk on the way from us so with that said we will bid you adieu and say we love you and we miss you already take care